Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, January the 27th, 2023. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking about fat loss rules made easy. Just a handful of things I think you should have in your back pocket if the goal is to be a little bit leaner. Uh, a little bit healthier if, uh, you know, weight loss and fat loss tends to be the goal and you just want to, you know, kind of live at your, you know, healthy fighting weight, if you will. Uh, these are the things that I would suggest you do um, to at least get going. And if you want to have uh, like a sustainable track uh, moving yourself forward uh, for the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 50 years, however long you guys are going to be here. Um, before I kick into all the housekeeping stuff, you know, there's a phrase that I heard probably 10, 15 years ago. Fat loss is easy once you realize how hard it is. Fat loss is easy once you realize how hard it is. And I'm going to walk you through the things that I've personally done that we have helped literally thousands of people do all over the world. And a lot of these you guys already might be doing. Some of them you might not be doing or maybe not at scale or you're not adhering to them the percentage of the time you need to to make the changes you want. So that is the episode today. Rolling here so low for the first time in a while. But real quick, the housekeeping stuff. One, the Jeremy Scott Fitness app you guys know is live. There is thousands of you in there. Thank you guys. You've been amazing. Love the feedback. Uh, love the engagement. All the things you guys are sharing both inside the app and on social media. If you guys want to check it out, jeremyscottfitness.app. The link is in the show notes. You can get a week for free. So try it for seven days. See if it's your thing. If you like it, you guys can stick around. If you think it sucks, you can go somewhere else. Uh, all my personal weekly workouts are in there. So what I actually do, uh, all of our programs are in there. We run at least four major transformations a year. Those are also all free. Uh, inside the app as well. We do grand prizes for those. We fly you guys either here to Scottsdale or we fly you to Orlando, Florida, and you can stay in one of our vacation homes there. We pay for the airfare. We pay for your stay. We hook you up with a bunch of swag from us and uh, also give you a legit program to follow that will melt your face off, make you more mobile, and answer all your questions in terms of how to eat, how to move, how to train, and everything in between. It's not just workouts. We actually talk to you. Um, I answer every question in there. I don't think anybody you know, has went without a, a question answered in the history of the app existing and honestly, any of our coaching stuff. There's also a, a private Facebook group where there's a ton of engagement. We do a lot of community share. Uh, Heather and I share a lot of what we eat inside of there uh, from a day-to-day -day basis and everything in between. So if you guys want to check it out, jeremyscottfitness.app, you can pick it up, try it for a week for free, see if you dig it. Uh, streams right to your phone. Also, we're dropping a bodybuilding basics program in there on February the 13th. So if you guys are into, you know, I don't want to say just aesthetics, but, you know, the whole uh, body part splits, really getting on to the nuances of, of bodybuilding with a little bit of a twist, uh, this would be a great program for you guys to try and just something new if you want to get into the world of just lifting and loading and really working on changing your body composition and what it looks like. Again, I've talked about this a lot before in here. I'm a fan of bodybuilding for a lot of reasons. There's obviously, you know, good and bad with anything in life, but the principles that come with that and that training, I, I do I do love a lot of it. And, it. and it's evident in the way that I program, in the way that I coach, the way that I personally train, and the way that I build things here. 
there's just a lot of truth in bodybuilding that I do think uh, can be applied to all areas of fitness. And this program is kind of the, uh, the heart and soul of that. And that'll be in the app again for you guys. And I'll live there forever on February the 13th. So Jeremy's got finished that app, check it out and you can try it for a week for free. Also, you already know this episode is brought to you by my homies at athletic greens. The one thing I take every single day and I never miss athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott will give you guys a year's supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. In a simple pack or one scoop, you guys are going to get 75 whole food ingredients with probiotics and digestive enzymes for better gut health, which we'll talk about on this episode. And it's the antioxidant equivalent to 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies. Let's be real. You guys have all taken much worse shots to the head at the bar, uh, whether it's Irish car bombs, mind erasers, uh, Goldschlager, Fireball, you name it. Uh, those things are terrible and they're not good for you. Athletic Greens tastes a million times better than that and it's actually good for you. So if you want to try it, we'll give you the year supply of vitamin D and five for travel packs with order one. Or if you want to sample 100% for free, we will mail it right to your front door. Message us, shoot me a DM, email me, fill out the page on the website. We will get some packs ready and we'll ship them right to your front door. We've sent these all over the world and we continue to do so each and every week to help you guys try it. If you like it, it's the best tasting greens, in my opinion, on the planet. Then you get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. So I'm sure you've heard about it before. Maybe you've had a friend who's taken it or you've heard it somewhere else, but nobody else is offering the free samples, but we are. So message me and we'll send them to you. Otherwise, if you want to pick it up today, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. The link's in the show notes. You get free vitamin D and five free packs with order one. I'm tired today, man. I don't want to do all these sponsor ads i should have just pre-recorded these um all the other sponsors are in the show notes you guys are friends at dry farms wine which you know our friends at beam cbd beamtlc.com you guys want a free sample of the cbd dream product that i take to go to sleep i take it five nights a week typically heather i think takes it every single night because she's out like a light um, if you want to try it we have the cinnamon chocolate flavor here uh, we'll give you a week's worth for free. See if it helps you guys sleep. And then you can get 20% off all products, 35% off all subscriptions with the code Jeremy Scott when you check out at beamtlc.com. But if you want a free sample, just ask. And then our friends at uh, Sleep Sold Separately, our friends at JLab Pro, where I get my protein, turmeric, collagen, and krill oils. If you guys want a free supplement guide, hit me up. I'm happy to send it to you. Also, if you guys are not on our email uh, newsletter list, just ask. We're happy to add you. We do three emails a week, every week minimum. We've done that for 13 years. Some weeks we do five or six emails if I have enough genius things to, to say or share, uh, which is rare. But once in a while, I get a good idea. So happy to add you guys to all those. And then everybody else uh, that we work with and our sponsors are all in the show notes for you guys to check out. All of them have discounts for you. And there's uh, little deals and things. But if you have questions on them, obviously just hit me up. and I'm happy to answer for you. Now, Today's episode talking about fat loss rules made easy. Uh, again, like I said at the beginning of the show, fat loss is easy once you realize how hard it is. Uh, I would equate that to, you know, uh, marriage is easy once you realize how hard it is. Or being an entrepreneur and your own boss is easy once you realize how hard it is. Like all things in life that are great or worthwhile, it's going to take effort. Uh, dedication, sacrifice, you're going to have to delay gratification, you're going to have to be uncomfortable. That's just reality, man. Um, maybe for some of you, you're naturally just amazing at something. But even the people that are naturally good at stuff, they, they still 
tend to put in a ridiculous amount of work to become great or phenomenal or to become obviously the best. This is no different. Um, there's a million reasons why. There's a million factors working against you uh, all the time, whether it be your job, uh, your kid's schedule, uh, commercials, advertising, uh, the food industry in general, and the amount of just misinformation or, or honestly just complete horseshit. Uh, that's out there that and it's a lot too I was having this conversation with Heather last night um, information is great but knowing knowing is not enough you have to actually do again you can know all the right things to do but if there's no execution what good is that now is really and the problem I think we're running into now is there's so much information there's so many podcasts, there's so many social media accounts, there's so many websites, there's so many experts, there's so many voices. And that's great, man. I think everybody should have a voice. I think everybody should be able to share their opinion and, and talk about what they want to talk about. However, the problem is a lot of people get in this paralysis by analysis where, and I'll use Heather as the example, she'll listen to a podcast, maybe it's five different podcasts, and then read four different articles and follow five different people on social and then talk to two different people here on top of hearing all that information, whether it's about hormones and fat loss or alcohol or sleeping or, or training, you hear all that. And then she's got to hear me talk my shit. So there's another, you know, voice filling up space in your head. Then you got to go to your career or your job. And then you're dealing with that and, and all that information. And then you have your own goals and your own dreams and then maybe your friend and your family. The point I'm driving at is it, it's so much to take on. I was talking to her last night. I'm like, you just got to you gotta narrow a lot of it down and you got to cut out a lot of the noise. And, and just BJ talked about this too when he came on the podcast uh, like a month ago. Just get your people and, and follow them and listen. And you can always have your ears open for new information and, and new sources. But it's just so much. And I think when you get pulled in multiple directions, it gets really confusing and you forget where your North Star is and you don't really try anything because you're, you're always analyzing every single, oh, I could do this better. And that's all great, but sometimes it's just ready, fire, and then aim. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you just got to try shit and do it and then figure it out from there. That's been my whole life. Uh, I'm not telling you to do that with everything in your life, but I just... I look at stuff, uh, I analyze it, I make the best decision with the information I have right then, and then I just fucking go. And then from there, I can alter it as I need to. And I think that's, you know, where we are today. So that's kind of what I want to talk about just because I know everybody gets, well, should I take this drug or should I do this program or this diet? Or th There's some principles that are never going to change no matter what you do. And I think you have to understand that. And I want to start off by just saying, on this journey, whether it's, you know, fat loss, whether it's getting out of debt, uh, whether it's your marriage, uh, your education, your career, everybody, you know, we start off, we want to be perfect, right? Like that's, it's the goal. You know, you go play around the golf, you want to be perfect. You go play a basketball game, you want to be perfect from the field. And that's, you know, you don't take the shots because you want to miss them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, if you're going to play a basketball game and you shoot, you know, five for 10, you know, from the three point line, that's 50%. That's excellent. You would take that all day long, but you thought you were going to go 10 for 10. You wouldn't have took the shots if you thought you were going to miss them. And so 
knowing that when you approach your weight loss journey or your get out of debt journey or your career, just know you're going to have slip ups, especially when it comes to nutrition and eating. Most likely that's going to happen on your journey. So the day you decide to get your shit together and eat a little bit better, sleep a little bit better, not drink as much alcohol, do mobility, get your early workouts in, make sure you hit 10,000 steps. Most likely there'll be some slip ups, especially in the beginning and probably even in the middle. And, and you know, as the journey goes on, the, the likelihood of you being perfect is probably pretty slim. So just know you will have some slip ups, but what you do after those slip ups is what really determines your success. One bad meal doesn't equal a bad day. And it sure as hell doesn't equal a bad week. And you know who you are out there who just let this negative snowball of shit affect you. Monday has no magic power to help you start eating any better than Wednesday. So you got to cut out the bullshit of like, I'm just going to start on Monday. Unless, of course, Monday is fucking today. Then, yeah, I guess that's the right thing to go ahead and do it. But what you have to do is you got to make it mandatory to get right back on track after your next meal if you just had a poor one. It's the multiple slip-ups that kill your progress, you guys, not just one meal. It's the snowball effect of too many meals, too many drinks, and too many days of poor eating that do that. Again, one poor meal, one too happy of an hour, and one ill-advised snack does not make or break your progress. It's not what you guys do some of the time that dictates your success, but rather what you do most of the time and how you come back from the failures and fuck-ups that ultimately dictate where you're going to be. And that's as true for your eating as it is in anything in your life. If you're having an argument with your husband or wife, if you make a terrible financial decision, if you make a terrible food choice or drinking choice, it's typically not just that one thing. It's how you come back from that one thing. Or do you come back from it or do you keep doing things and keep making mistakes and keep fucking up to compound the problem. Because if you mess up once, that happens, maybe even twice, that's a mistake. If you do it repeatedly, consistently over time, day after day, week after week, month after month, that's no longer a mistake, that's a decision. You're making a decision consciously or subconsciously to sabotage your results and that you cannot do. So I want to start this off by saying when you guys are on this journey, you're going to have slip ups and that's okay. The most important thing is don't live your life in the rear view. Don't beat yourself up over some stupid shit you did, you know, three hours ago or yesterday or last week or 10 years ago. Just focus on how you're going to come back from that mistake and failure. And if you can stop being your own worst enemy about some stupid shit you just did and focus on the next good choice you can make, that can change everything, especially when it comes to your nutrition. Now, I got a bunch of notes here. I'm going to read through them real quick because I think these are applicable but the first thing you got to do for everybody, and you already know what I'm going to say here, you got to eat real food. And when I say real food, I mean minimally processed food or things that are not processed, that run, that swim, that fly, that grow from the earth. That tends to be the realest food you can get. You don't have to be perfect, but you need to be better than what you're doing today. So if you find yourself not feeling energetic, feeling lethargic, feeling run down, carrying a bunch of extra weight and not loving like how your composition is feeling and looking on your body. You don't got to be perfect, 
but you do have to be better. Number two, you got to make sure you eat more food that is higher in fiber and, and lower in sugar. For most people, I'm generalizing here, obviously, for all these, but this is what I see at scale here with busy adults that uh, have real lives, have kids, have jobs, and, you know, 18 different things going on. And that's why, again, in a perfect world, I would run our business here, both in person and online, differently. I would do these podcasts uh, differently, but we're never going to live in a a perfect world. If I quote David Jack, imperfect people, imperfect world. Uh, And it's true. So I do the best with what I have and what we can do with people. And we try to meet them where they're at. And that's, that's tough because, you know, we'd be like, well, you know, you just eat protein and vegetables and move around every day and get good sleep and don't stress. And it's like, yeah, dude, that's fucking great in some fantasy land. I know there's people here where if I could improve their ankle mobility and if I could get them to not just do it here, you know, 60 minutes a week, 90 minutes a week, but if they would work on their flexion extension, if they would work on their plantar fascia, if they would do all the things we asked them to do for 30 minutes to an hour every single day of the week, they'd have great ankle mobility, they could squat perfect, they could run, they could jump perfect, they could do everything great. But I also know for the average person here that's, you know, working a real stressful career, they got two kids, they got a wife, maybe they have an ex-wife, you know, and they got 18 different things going on with, with family and parents and all this different shit. For them to spend five hours a week to improve their ankle mobility, I don't think that's going to happen. Now, not that we don't mention it or not that we don't say something, but I have to realize like what I can get out of this person and, and where does this fall on level of importance for them in their life and what they want to do and what we need them to do. And I say all that just because as I share this, some of you might be doing all these things right. Some of you might not be doing any of them right. Take what you want, leave the rest, and improve the things that you're not great at. But for most people that we see here, eating more fiber and less sugar is what they need to do. And when I say real food and I say things with with high fiber and low sugar, I'm talking all the things real food. So, Jeremy, what are some examples? If I'm talking lean proteins, right? Lean red meats, chicken, fish, if it's whey protein or if it's vegan protein, that's all good too. Uh, fruits, you guys know fruits. Blueberries are probably, you know, the number one. Blackberries are great. Raspberries are great. Strawberries are great. The two fruits I probably eat the most are blueberries and bananas because uh, they're my two favorite and the ones that make me feel the best. If it's vegetables, the greener, the better. Broccoli, peppers, asparagus, carrots, Um if you're talking nuts, almonds, cashews, walnuts, and if it's legit whole grains for quality fiber, like your real oats, uh, your sprouted grain breads, things like Ezekiel bread at our house, I think it's the Elizabeth's oatmeal. We just did a kitchen tour for our 47-day transformation. I think it's Elizabeth. Is it Elizabeth or Elizabeth's oatmeal? Heather would know. Um, she eats way more of it than I do. And then um, the Ezekiel bread. I love the cinnamon raisin. Uh, put that bad boy in a toaster, put a little bit of peanut butter on there. Boom, living the dream. Um, again, sprouted grains are awesome. Barley, rice, quinoa, uh, and not as much stuff that comes, you know, in a bag or a box. If you can do that, all the things I listed here, that's quality proteins, but those are all things that are higher in fiber and lower than sugar compared to the highly processed things like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, or Doritos and Cheetos and 
goldfish and Teddy Grahams and all the other shit that most people uh, put in their body. If you can swap a lot of those for the real foods, automatically you're going to have higher fiber content and lower sugar content. I do think you're going to feel way better. Uh, Your gut health will be improved. And I think over time, if you can do that, your body composition will be much better as well. Again, if we're talking fiber here, uh, for most of you guys, fiber is found in fruits and vegetables and whole grains. It's not real complex. I do think it's important for your gut health, um, which would make sense. That makes it helpful for fat loss as well. I do think it can help satisfy your hunger uh, because it does tend to be filling. It can slow down the rate of digestion. It can help control insulin um, as well as your blood sugar, um, both of which can help you on this journey in more ways than one. Uh, Not to mention, uh, I believe there are studies that show it can help uh, improve your heart health, which I don't know about you, but I think having a healthy heart seems uh, important. So ride the assault bike and get some fiber and you'll be good to go. Uh, Heather and I talked about this the other day, and I've talked about poop a lot on here um, in various episodes, uh, but I think for most people, you should consume between probably 25 and 35 grams of fiber each day. That's going to depend on a couple of factors. If you're a dude, probably 30 to 38 grams of fiber per day. Ladies, probably 21 to 21, excuse me, 21 to 25 grams per day. Again, that's also going to be based on the total calories that you eat, how you feel, Um, If I'm you, I would audit and track what you're currently doing. And if you're currently doing like five grams a day, I wouldn't jump to do, you know, 35 right from there. I think you're going to have some uh, digestive stress and uh, become a fart monster. And then you're probably not going to get busy with your husband or wife. And that's never fun. So just kind of audit it as you go and gradually add. Think shallow and deep end. If you don't know how to swim, don't go jump in the ocean. If you only eat five grams of fiber a day, don't go to 40. Take it real, real simple. Um, but just be aware of what's going on and how you feel. Uh, for me, the easiest way to add fiber into, uh, my diet is chia seeds. Uh, the omegas are great, but they're an awesome source of fiber. That's probably my go-to on top of obviously the real food that I eat. And also the Koya drinks, they're the little plant-based, um, they're like pea, rice, and hemp is, is the mix for the protein. And it's a complete protein, which is super awesome. And uh, I think the drinks have, there may be about 200 calories. I think there's 18 grams of protein and 7 grams of fiber per bottle. That's honestly, I do love the flavor of them. I've become addicted to them. I try to just drink only one per day. But to get 7 grams of fiber in a quick liquid, essentially, uh, shot is is a great go-to. So if you guys do struggle, chia seeds and the koyas I do think are ideal. And in terms of just fat loss and feeling better, I do think fiber is important just because, again, you can store up to, I believe, 20 pounds of shit uh, in your body at one time, like in your colon um, and through your intestines. I think the colon itself can hold up to 20 pounds of poop at one time. So you can get real backed up. I think there's a story about Elvis. Like that's how Elvis died. I think he was like compacted. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, if I read it right, Elvis was like, extremely, extremely constipated and actually died on the toilet. So not to freak you out or get super gross, but it does happen. And if I'm being, you know, transparent here, like I always am, I don't give a shit. Uh, I'll wake up some mornings and be like, oh man, like I'm, and I'll typically, you know, go to the bathroom as soon as I get up, just boom, 
and I'm good to go. Um, some days this might be a couple minutes slower and I'll get up, I'm getting ready for the day and I'm like, oh man, like, you know, you look at yourself like we all do, like either like, ah, I look, you know, pretty lean or I look a little bigger, or I look like shit or I look great, whatever your opinion is of yourself. And I'm like, ah, I look I'm pretty lean today. And then I go to the bathroom and I'm like, where did this come from? Like, how did this much poop just come out of my body? That's crazy. And it leads me to believe there's a lot of people walking around, uh, no pun intended, that are full of shit. You know, like literally just, I can't say it enough. If you can get on a regular schedule with that and have a healthier gut and, and a healthier environment overall, I do think the way that you process food and the way that you feel and the energy that you have is going to be drastically improved. That's why I do... Uh, talk about it the way that I talk about it, because nobody wants to feel that way. And uh, if you can control it, which you can, I think this is probably the easiest way to do it. And I do, for me personally, I do feel when I have uh, like bigger meals and fiber in the meals, I'm fuller for much longer. And I don't crave the same things that I would crave. That might just be me. I don't have, uh, you know, data to back that up. But that's honestly how I feel. Next thing on the list I would say eat protein at every single meal. Um, protein, produce, and water, kids. Wash, rinse, repeat. You've heard me say it a hundred times. I do think if you're not filling your plate with a good amount of protein, you're going to be hungrier much faster. And I do think you know that snacking consistently tends to lead to overeating. If you look at how the brain and gut communicate, you know satiety, satiation, like off of meal size, not off of just the meal frequency. And to quote uh, BJ Gadur here, um, the only people who snack are children and obese people. Um, Fit, healthy people don't have snacks. Now, obviously, he's joking, kind of. Uh, He's probably not. Um, And I say that like as like as half joking. And there's a lot of people out there who can be, you know, super healthy, super fit who, who snack all the time. I am not one of those. Uh, my wife is not one of those. Uh, the great BJ Gadur is not one of those. Most of my fitness friends uh, are not those people either. I'm not saying there isn't outliers, but I can't just snack. Because if I do, I feel like I just keep picking at stuff over and over and over again. All of a sudden, I consumed 2,000 calories of just snacks before I even ate a meal. So for me, having a, a good amount of protein in every single meal is what I've found helps people have the most amount of success. I do feel protein helps kind of satisfy your hunger. It provides you guys, obviously, with the building blocks to maintain lean muscle mass um, while losing body fat along the way. For most people, 0.8 grams to like a gram per pound you weigh is going to be plenty. But again, do what makes you feel best. Like do what makes your body feel uh, the strongest and the most energetic. And so if you remember anything that I say here, if you're going to eat your meals, Every meal should have protein, produce, and water. And if you just wash, rinse, and repeat that consistently, more often than eating uh, pancakes and uh, Cheerios, I think you're going to be crushing it. Number five, I do think you should consume a good amount of healthy fats. Uh, If you guys don't know healthy fats, the ones what we tend to gravitate towards at our house, coconut oil, legit um, olive oils, all organic stuff is what we try to do, walnuts, almonds. I am a fan of cashews, man. I try not to buy them because I'm super addicted. I don't buy cashews because I'll eat a whole bag and I don't buy those pistachios without the shells on them because I find myself just basically um, 
putting my mouth up to the bag and then just dumping half the bag in my mouth, which sounds disgusting or sounds amazing, depending on how savage you guys are. So just for quality, you know, control and, uh, and putting guardrails in, I tend not to buy a lot of those. And if we do, uh, like a Trader Joe's would have like the single serving uh, bags. And I, I tend to do better with the single serving stuff just for the fact that I'd have to open multiple bags uh, and then I'm going to feel like a, a butthead. So I tend not to get the things I love all the time, especially if I know I can't control them. And I do think that's a big part of, of fat loss is knowing yourself, knowing your personality type, knowing what foods you can and can't have at your house, knowing what foods you can and can't be around, and uh, just setting yourself up for success in your home and in your car and in your office and when you travel. That's a huge piece of this too, because you're not just doing something in a perfect world, because again, like we mentioned, the world is not perfect and your life isn't either. So if you can find something that is attainable and sustainable for the long run and when you find yourself in in multiple environments, and so don't do things that are going to sabotage you instantly and automatically also for fats since i got off track here um omega-3 fortified eggs i think are awesome and any of the the omega-3 products really um again you guys don't fear fat i know that was a i mean i could talk about the the amount of bullshit that's went on in in the food and health industry for so long a lot of people got you know the you know, fat's bad for you. Don't eat fat. Eat this low-fat shit, which they didn't know. A lot of these were supported by um, the other industries that were just trying to push their narrative and their agenda. A lot of things when you guys watch documentaries and when you're listening to news sources and you're listening to people talk, I'm not saying you have to be skeptical of everybody, but just take it with a grain of salt and ask yourself, why would this person say this? What do they have to lose by saying it? What do they have to gain by saying it? And who's paying for it? Oftentimes, if you can look beyond just the comments and you can go a little deeper, it does help uh, clear things up. I'll just I'll leave it at that. But healthy fats for you guys, great antioxidants as well as they can help with brain function, which Lord knows I need some today because I'm struggling. Um, and there's just there's essential processes that are going to take place in your body on a daily basis that essential fats are great for. And if you look at like essential fatty acids, you know, according to various clinical studies, um, they've been shown to help prevent uh, certain diseases. And if you guys struggle to get in enough healthy fats, which for me doesn't really seem to be a problem, um, just because I do love uh, I love fattier foods, um, like fattier cuts of meat. I'm a bigger dude. And the other day, what I weighed myself yesterday, I was 208.4 pounds um, before I ate anything and post-workout. And I probably went home and ate a pound of steak. So I was probably two, 210, 211 um, by the time I hydrated back up, maybe even heavier by the time I went to bed, but that's me. So I can't just eat, you know, egg whites and, and chicken and fish. I would wither away to nothing. I'm a, an ectomorph by nature, so I need to have some of those things. But I do love um, cashews. I do love the olive oils. I do love um, chia seeds. I do love um, eggs. I do love ribeye steaks. I love nut butters. I love all the things that are a little bit uh, fattier in context. But if you're somebody who struggles to get enough, you know, omega threes in like even for me where I can get enough healthy fats, but maybe I don't get enough omegas if I'm not doing as much, you know, chia seeds that day or if I haven't ate fish, 
you know, for a week. Um, I do take uh, a krill oil and I take the omega-3 um, that J-Lab has. So the link's in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. That's the omega product that I personally use. I know Jay. I've known him for a long time. He's a registered dietitian. We trust him. We trust the products that they make. He's just good people and he's not going to, you know, sell bullshit. And that's why... Um, that's why I put it in my body. But I do supplement with the uh, with an oil, krill oil, uh, an omega product, because I do think it is beneficial for me. But those are the foods that you guys can throw into your diet in terms of healthy fats. There's other ones, obviously, I didn't list, but those are probably the biggest ones at our house across the board that we tend to use. Number six on my list here, I do think you have to eat fruits and vegetables, I do think you have to do some version of that probably every day. Um, ideal in terms of meeting your micronutrient needs, probably five to 10 servings of fruits and vegetables. Again, uh, that's hard for a lot of you guys. I get it, man. But just know vegetables contain a good amount of fiber, which you've already talked about. And I do think if you can fill yourself up with veggies and you can handle them, I know it's it's difficult for some people to digest a giant amount of vegetables, which I'll talk about in a second. It can help control appetite and it can help you curb hunger, curb hunger, curb hunger. See, I'm losing my shit today. Um, so that alone, I think is ideal. You get all your micronutrients, your vitamins and minerals, and you're going to get fiber. It's going to help you control being hungry all the time. Um, if you can't get that many fruits and veggies in your life, five to 10 servings a day, which admittedly for me, I struggle. Um, I don't get anywhere near 10. I'm just being completely transparent with you guys. I'm never going to bullshit you and be like, I eat vegetables all day long. I don't eat vegetables all day long. I could eat fruit all day long. Um, I could overeat on fruit easily, especially if it's like I got some bananas out and I just keep slapping peanut butter on there. I could probably eat 10 bananas and a whole jar of peanut butter, but that's just how I'm wired. Uh, so I'm not going to sit here and say, well, I eat 10 servings of fruits and veggies every single day. It's just not something with the way that I work and the way that my schedule, the way that I currently set up my schedule, um, because no one is in charge of me, it's me doing it. Um, and the way that I train, the way that I eat, I just can't eat that many fruits and veggies in the small window that I do eat in. And I never felt good eating every couple hours. So I don't eat that many. I do supplement with athletic greens. Again, I can send you guys a free sample if you want to try it. But that way I know I'm covering the gaps in my nutrition with what I'm missing. I never miss the athletic greens because it's easy. It takes me all of two seconds, doesn't fill up stomach volume, makes me feel good. I get energy from it, but I don't, there's no negative effects of it. If I eat five servings of Brussels sprouts, it's not a good look, man. Um, not physically for me. I, I just don't feel well. If I'm being honest, I probably eat one to two servings of fruit every single day. And I probably eat two to three servings of greens every day in terms of whole real nutrient dense foods. If you add them together, I'm at five servings of fruits and vegetables. And I know for as hard as I work and as much as I'm doing, that's not enough. So I will supplement with the athletic greens to kind of cover my basis. In terms of fruit for me, uh, blueberries, I do eat blueberries every day. Um, and man, they're getting, they're expensive, bro. The world, can we talk about how expensive the world's getting? Like what the fuck is going on here? Like sometimes these blueberries are like three three dollars and like seventy cents for a little six ounce pack. 
It's a bunch of bullshit. Um, but I'll buy them every day. Uh, I do, they just, they help kind of uh, cure my hunger. They'll take away any like sweet tooth I have, especially if I'm like busy on the go, I'll grab some blueberries and grab a Koya and I'm like slamming it, boom, and I'm, I'm on my way. Um, so I'll usually do blueberries for one and I'll do a banana um, maybe as well. Those would be the two I do, whether I chop up a banana um, and put it on like Ezekiel um, bread with some peanut butter or I just eat uh, a banana with just peanut butter out of the jar. I don't think you can eat a banana by itself without peanut butter. I, I think that's illegal, actually. So that's the only way that I do it. So those are the two fruits I eat per day. If I go crazy on fruit, I would do two servings of blueberries. So it would be two six-ounce packs, so 12 ounces total, and like a small to medium-sized banana typically. And then for the greens... Whatever, whatever Heather makes, honestly, it's probably what I do. So the, the thing she makes most often is probably asparagus and Brussels sprouts are probably the two biggest. She will do a lot of cauliflower rice as well. And she's getting into some, some sexier stuff as of late. But she definitely, of the two of us, eats more vegetables for sure. Um, I definitely eat more fruits. She eats more vegetables. But I probably do five total servings a day. Um, minimum I'm doing like three servings a day, each day, max, I probably do five or six. So again, for me, the greens, uh, is going to help. And the reason I, I harp on the vegetables for a lot of people, especially if you're doing, you know, denser grains, uh, like the rices all the time, if you can do cauliflower rice, man, it's going to help. It's going to fill stomach volume. It will curb the hunger. It's going to buy you some space in terms of, uh, calories. And I think if you can get in the routine of that, you'll find like, is it as good? Probably not, but it's probably pretty close. And that's what I'm trying to say is like, if you can fill your stomach volume with that, and because it's so, how do I say this? Like it's dense in volume of stomach space, but not dense in calories, if that makes sense. Like if you guys look at what 1200 calories of chicken, and asparagus and cauliflower rice looks like, it's a ton of food. Like it's a ton of food to eat. If you look at 1200 calories of pizza, it's probably like two pieces, maybe three. I don't even know. I'd have to like, I guess it depends on the type of pizza and the thickness and stuff, but, or, or 1200 calories of, you know, French fries and a burger. It's not a whole hell of a lot of a burger and French fries, right? And that's what I'm saying is if you're not sometimes filling your body with these things, you're going to fill it with something else. And I'm not talking shit here about um, vegans and, and, and stuff like that. Like those guys are great. They're, they're filling stomach volume. Um, a lot of the times, the problem is I think when you're not eating any legit proteins, you find yourself being hungrier, much quicker, much faster. And then you're filling those calories with, with something else. If you're like legit, um, vegan who's got it down, you can crush and it's amazing. But if you're somebody who kind of plays loose with the rules and you're eating like, you know, fucking animal crackers, like that's not a, a better choice. And the reason I bring both those up is because one, if you're somebody who eats, you know, the proteins, but never any vegetables, you're probably going to fill the rest of those calories with either denser starches and grains, which is fine. But those can run a little bit wild. And the same thing with the people who only eat vegetables. Sometimes if there's no proteins there, we fill it with something else. So my point being, if you can find a balance there, I think that's uh, ideal. Again, I'm by no means vilifying 
potatoes and rice and those things that they all have their place i'm from the midwest a lot of times at night i'll make myself a a steak and i'll have a couple of little golden potatoes there because sometimes the cauliflower rice just ain't cutting it for me and sometimes you know just asparagus or just brussels sprouts isn't cutting it for me i have to have more uh, depending on the workout but for most of you five to ten servings of fruits and veggies a day to meet the micronutrient needs is ideal and to help you kind of control your appetite as you move through the day next one consume mostly water um then coffee then probably green tea and i would limit or get rid of all the worthless liquid calories if fat loss is the goal for you guys if you want to be bigger like gain size drink things with calories in them it's probably the fastest way for you to gain weight uh if i have to think about it you know i remember when I was this young knucklehead on this journey, um, broke as shit, even be- before I moved here. So I'm still like living with my old man as a grown adult loser. And um, I just remember, I'm like, I just need to be a hundred in, I think, well, how big was I? Probably a buck 70 some. So I'm like, I need to be 180 and then 185 and then 190. And it just kept going up and up and up. Um, heaviest I've ever been is 237 pounds and it's not a good look for me. Not good on my, uh, digestive system, not good on my body, not good for my giant moon face, but I digress. I remember on my journey to be big and super strong, right? Um, I would just put peanut butter in my mouth and drink orange juice, um, to choke it down. Like when you're to the point where you're that skinny kid and you're just obsessed with being, you know, the next uh, Jay Cutler, if you will, uh, if you guys don't Mr. Olympia, Jay Cutler, uh, you'll do damn near anything. And so I would just put that in my mouth and crush orange juice. And then it was like when it was like my, my quote unquote cheat meal or something on a Friday, I would, you know, make myself a Jack's pizza. Um, you should get them f- uh, five for 10 bucks back in the day. I'm from the good old days, man. And uh, I would drink like real Mountain Dews. And you're, you're drinking like two or three real Mountain Dews. And like that's 150 grams of sugar. That's a lot of fucking calories right there. Now, is that smart to do? No, it's a young dummy. But those are the types of things I would do. So if you're trying to be bigger, drink things with liquid calories in them. If you're trying to be leaner and smaller, I do think the zero calorie or lower calorie fluids are probably the best bet. Because... The low-cal options are much better for you guys than, like, the sodas and, and fruit juices. You're going to eliminate a lot of calories. You're going to eliminate a lot of sugar. Um, you'll be hydrated much longer. It's a, it's a much healthier trajectory you're going to be on. Um, if you go past just water, if it is things like, you know, green tea and coffee, they do have numerous health benefits, and they can enhance your performance in the gym, especially if you're taking them, like, you know, pre-workout. As I sit and uh, sip my coffee right here today, I still have to get my own workout in. I'm dragging ass and I'm tired, but hopefully this podcast motivates me. Um, So water first, coffee, green tea. Uh, I do drink the the zero calorie uh, drinks. If you guys are watching on YouTube, um, this is a Gatorade Zero here. I'll do Powerade Zero, Gatorade Zero. I tend to like those. Um, it kind of curbs my appetite. It makes me feel like I'm getting something sweet in. It's more than just water. I usually start my day off with uh, on driving uh, to work here when I come in, uh, like 50 ounces right off the bat. And then I have another 50 ounce here that I usually finish before uh, like the 7 a.m. Uh, stuff here kicks off. So I'm at about 100 ounces of water by 7 in the morning. That works for me. Then I'll do the zero calorie stuff. I'll do more waters at dinner. I'll go through my day and then maybe, 
you know, if I'm feeling frisky, I might even do like a diet seven up, um, as a nightcap because I like to live a little bit dangerous and, uh, that's it, but I'm not consuming liquid calories because I'm, I'm trying to stay, you know, healthy and lean and kind of in this mold. And it's a slippery slope, man. If you start adding in the liquid cow. So hopefully that helps you guys understand the liquid part of it. Next, I would say in terms of your fat intake for the day, just the, the biggest key with the fats, you guys just make sure they're healthy fats, you know, in a perfect world, maybe there's some, you know, perfect mix of like a third of the fats are saturated fat, uh, a third of the fats are monosaturated and a third are, you know, polyunsaturated fats. But again, the biggest key is just their healthy fats. Um, and you're consuming what we would say are antioxidant rich omega-3 essential fatty acids versus just cheeseburgers or, you know, Girl Scout cookies or Doritos, you name it. All those things are going to have fats in them. And more often than not, um, saturated fats, I believe, I don't know if this is true still. I believe things can say they have no trans fats in them as long as they don't meet the threshold per serving of trans fats. I believe it used to be like if you, I think it was if you said, and someone can fact check me on this. I think it was like if you, you could have if it was like less than 0.4 grams per serving of trans fats, like you could have trans fats in some of the food products. I just know there's a lot of things that you know, they let slide by. And that's a, a side note, like with the nutritional labels, I think those things can be off by at least probably, you know, 10, 15, 20% uh, in some cases. So just take it, you know, when you eat things that are more calorie dense and, um, they're in a bag or a box that it might not be exactly um, what's in there. So the key is just keep the fats real, keep the fats healthy, just to kind of retouch on that. The next thing here, number nine, how many do I got total here? I got about 12 total tips. We're almost there. Uh, exercise. Yeah, you guys can lose weight um, by just changing your eating habits. And I do think that is going to be the huge cornerstone and cornerstone, cornerstone and, uh, and the foundation of what you're doing. But very few people succeed long-term um, if they don't exercise. It takes much longer to lose fat and lose weight than people want to, I guess, admit or want to believe. Um, but if you think about it, do you know anybody who has been super healthy, super fit, and super lean long-term that does zero exercise. They don't hike, they don't bike, they don't swim, they don't run, they don't do yoga, they don't strength train, they don't do bodybuilding, they don't do CrossFit, they don't do anything. They just sit on their ass and eat perfect every day. Do you know any of those people? I'm not saying they're not out there, but I don't know any of them. Everybody I know who eats really well, they're physically active. They do something. Um, now, they might not be, you know, Mr. Olympia or, you know, Ironman of the world or the CrossFit Games champion or a pro athlete, but they do something for sure. I think that's the key. And for most of you, you've heard me say this before, if you're super busy and you got kids and you got shit going on, just give me three workouts a week. Three workouts a week for 52 weeks. 30 minutes a crack. Come in for 30 minutes on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and just melt your fucking face off, man. Like give it your best effort on those days. Do that. Three times a week for 52 weeks. Do more. 
if you have different goals and you want to do more, but that would be the minimum effective dose I think you need to, to really see things move the right way. You got to walk every day too. If it's 5,000 steps or 10,000 steps, whatever you can commit to, commit to that. I would say grab some heavier weights when you train. Uh, not so heavy you hurt yourself, but just pick up a, a dumbbell and a kettlebell at times. It's a little bit uncomfortable and not like improper form uncomfortable, but just something that pushes you. Maybe you can't do 15 reps of it. Maybe you can only do eight reps of it. That's okay. For a lot of you guys, probably that five to, to 10 rep range is probably ideal. Sometimes the high volume stuff is what you need too. I like anything. Sometimes make it low. Sometimes make it medium. Sometimes make it hard, dude. Uh, push the sled for sure. If you can master your own body weight, that's a huge one. Walking lunges, push-ups, squats, pull-ups if you can. Uh, do some farmer's carries. Do some overhead carries. Make sure you're doing mobility every single day. For many of you, mobility is going to be the biggest key to th this whole puzzle just for the fact of, one, injury prevention. I think you can prevent a lot of these non-contact injuries just by being more mobile. It'll help you feel better for sure. Uh, it'll give you guys a bigger range of motion which lets you do more of everything in life. Uh, you know, if you have bigger range of motion, typically you have more, you know, hypertrophy opportunities, I guess. So the more tissue you can damage and the more tissue you can reach, the more muscle you potentially could build. And honestly, being mobile is never a weakness. Being strong is never a weakness. And as you get older, you will regret not having these skills. As you get older, you will regret not being as mobile. You will regret not being as healthy. You'll regret not being as fit and being as strong. I've never met anybody who's come in here and said, you know what, I'm just a little bit, I'm just a little bit too strong, man. I'm just too jacked. I'm too flexible. I have too much endurance. You know, it's like saying like I'm I'm too you're too good looking. You do your Derek fucking Zoolander. Like you're, you can't be too, you can't be too healthy. Like you can't be too flexible. You can't be too strong. You're not going to be too rich. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're, you're too happy. I'm, I'm filled with too much joy. I have too much gratitude. Like those are, that's bullshit. I, I give those examples just because it, it's not, if these things are, are going to be a problem for you, if you don't work on them, it's just when. And how bad are the problems going to be? I can say this to you guys. I'm, at, I'm 39 years old. I'm, I'm not going to toot my own horn here. But sometimes Heather and I talk and, and we're, you know, just walking around, talking to friends, meeting people. And I don't feel like I'm ahead that I'm 39, but clearly I am. And I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm like, I'm in pretty good shape. You know, for being, I'm, I'm damn near 40-year-old dude. And like, I fucking managed to do it. I've managed to just put this together. No, I'm, you know. I would say a little obsessed with it, I guess at times for sure, but in a healthy way that I, I have found to work for my life. And even with that said, I notice I'm way tighter now than I than I used to be. I'll notice things, you know, maybe with my elbow or the bottom of my foot or like a shoulder or uh, my groin, you name it. Like just, it doesn't get way easier and it doesn't naturally just get better if you don't work on it. Even for someone like me, who's as diligent as I am, and I give a shit about it, I have to stay on top of it. And her and I were talking the other day, as I'm rolling the bottom of my foot, um, I've actually been, been practicing, this is a side note here, a lot of uh, like toe training, 
and like foot training. So doing a lot of rolling of the plantar fascia, a lot of uh, just flexion extension um, with my feet, uh, rolling the bottoms of my feet, rolling the tops of my feet, stretching my feet, uh, toe spacers, uh, just doing a lot of things with the, the ankle and the foot, uh, you know, Achilles, uh, even the, you know, gastroc soleus, the, the whole cat, basically from the knee down, I've been working, uh, but I'm very heavy on the ankles and the feet and the toes. And, uh, I was there just working on my, my, my toe mobility, if you will. You guys ever put your feet flat on the ground? If you can, you can try this. It's going to maybe trip you out. Maybe you can, maybe you can't put both feet flat on the ground and push all your toes down and then try to just pick up, um, your big toe. So leave all the other little toes on the ground completely flat and pick up your big toe and see if you can pick it up multiple times and see how high that toe can come up. And can you do it on one foot? Can you do it on both feet? Can you do it on no feet? Um, because the other day I was practicing my right foot, which my left, I'm, I'm right-handed. So my left leg dominant for sure. Like if I'm going to dunk a basketball easily still do it off my left leg, I can't do it off my right anymore. Cause I'm old. Um, but my left leg has always been the dominant leg. That's my plant leg. It's you know, if you played sports, you understand what I'm saying. On my right foot, I could pick up my right toe easily. What I would consider great range of motion, super high, no problem. I'm not shitting you. I couldn't get my left big toe to move. And it was like, I was starting to think I had like some kind of like neurological fucking issue going on. I'm like, oh my God. And that's the foot that's been bothering me with some, uh, you know, minor like plantar fascia, I guess, or uh, uh, plantar fasciitis. And, uh, so I go to Heather. I'm like, hey, sit down. Now put both your feet in the ground. Can you move your big toes without moving your little toes? And she couldn't do either. So her her lack of success made me feel so much better. <laughs> um, uh, I joke when I say that. And so I've been working on it for like the last week. And now, now I can move my big left toe. And all the little ones are on the ground. It's still not as good as my right, but now I can do it. So I've been training it for about, it took me about six or seven days um, of, of obsessively working on it every single day. And uh, here I am. So the point of that whole ridiculous long story was as I was rolling the bottom of my foot in the kitchen and um, you can find like the tight or, you know, trouble spots or like those kind of ropey areas in the bottom of your feet. Mine tend to be in the arch and it's super fucking annoying actually because I noticed the, the foot that bugs me, that tissue is not as good as the tissue on the right foot, which doesn't bother me. And I'm rolling it and it's just, it's super, if you ever roll the bottoms of your feet, uh, a peanut works great lacrosse ball, uh, softball, baseball, golf ball, even, um, we have a foot roller from trigger point. It's actually great. I do love the peanut. The peanut is probably my favorite thing to roll the bottom of my foot with, because you can get in the crook on both sides, like on the outside of the ankle and inside on the arch, but I was rolling it. I'm like, man, this is painful as fuck. And it got me to thinking, I go, you know, if I didn't work on this, this issue probably would just gradually get worse and worse and worse. Like I've had uh, shoulder stuff before I've had hip stuff before stuff with my TFL before, uh, my, uh, semi tendons, uh, my popliteus, like the popliteal nerve that runs behind the knee. I've had issues with all these things over time. Again, I've been doing this forever and I go to her, I go, do you think people just get these little like nagging injuries that pop up in their life and then they just quit? Like it becomes a problem with their shoulder or their knee or their ankle. And then they do nothing about it. And then over time they're less active and they continue to eat and drink the way that they do. And then they just gain weight. They become less mobile. The tissue becomes worse. Uh, the referred joint pain, if that's what it is, becomes 
you know, exacerbated and gets stiffer and tighter. And then it sends more, you know, uh, pain points around the body and they just quit being active. And she goes, yeah, I do think that's what a lot of people do. And because I've seen it with, with friends, I've seen it with family members where they'll get these little nagging injuries, but they're not really injuries. They're just, you know, little inconveniences that pop up in the body, but yet they're not willing to do everything possible to fix them. And they just kind of, you know, punt the rest of their life in terms of health and what they can do. And they let these little things drag them down. You know, it's kind of like death by a thousand paper cuts. And the reason I share that long ass story and our own experiences is just because I'm not willing to accept that. I'm not willing to let, you know, me having a wrist issue or an elbow issue be the reason I can't train and I can't go hiking and I can't play basketball and I can't do something. I just think that seems stupid because they're not real things. If, if you just woke up and then something was like super tight and stiff, it's, you know, I'm generalizing here. It's probably fixable. It's probably fixable on your own. I don't know if it was Kelly Sturette who said this, um, but he's like, yeah, I think the goal for mobility wad or now it's ready state would be you can fix you know 90% of this shit on your own in your own home with some basic tools now obviously if you got a real problem go to a doctor I'm not saying that but nine at least for me 95% of all the stuff I've had go wrong knock on wood I've been able to fix on my own um, by just doing you know manual therapy on myself little you know ART tissue work um, stretching and just doing the things I need to do. So I'm saying you guys do mobility, please do mobility, foam roll. Please do that. Move your body around through space every single day. I promise you if fat loss is a goal and being leaner is the goal, just quitting and giving in and moving around very little and doing nothing is not going to get you there. So please just make an effort every day. I know it's not fun. I know it's not sexy, but when your body doesn't feel good and you feel tight and stiff and sore and you got these little nagging things popping up, it just creates another barrier for you to not exercise. And so if you can erase that, you will be so much more successful and you'll be so more apt to actually get up and and move around because you're not living in pain. Number 10, sorry. Um, For some people tracking macros, I do think it's helpful, at least at the beginning. Um, So writing down what you eat and drink every single day, whether it be on pen and paper or like with the MyFitnessPal or with the Lose It app, I do think is ideal. You're going to be amazed by what you find and just honestly how some people misjudge their daily calorie intake. I do think keeping a food journal is critical to overall success simply because journaling is a great way to kind of evaluate, analyze, and audit, you know, your current diet or your current meal plan. And if your fat loss does slow or it just stops completely, um, you can look at the, the food tracker, you can look at the journal, and you can see where you may have overdone something in an area or not enough of something, and you can change it. You know, if you're not, if you don't ever track, you don't ever look at it, and you have no idea about calories and proteins and carbs and fats and macros, I think it's really tough to be successful. If you don't have a, a coach, if you don't have accountability, if you don't have a goal, it's really it's really tough for most people to get from point A to point B. And I think a lot of times we overestimate how hard we work in the gym and, and the ability um, 
or I guess I should say the amount of calories that we burned, and we underestimate how many calories we've eaten. So most people overestimate how hard they work and how many calories they burn with these, you know, trackers, and I'm not a huge fan of them for multiple reasons, and we underestimate how much food we put in our body. It's the microcell, uh, calls it the, the peanut butter conundrum, right? Where you think it's two tablespoons of peanut butter, but the reality is you had six tablespoons of peanut butter. And that's not a huge deal, because um, that's 200 calories to 600 calories, but you do that twice a day, seven days a week, well, shit, now we're talking thousands of calories. And that's what I mean. So I do think tracking is ideal for a lot of people, at least to start just to get a, a baseline education to understand what's going in, what's coming out, and and maybe not even for just for the numbers, but how do you feel when you eat certain things, you know? How's your body reacting? How are you looking? How much energy do you have? These are super simple things. Number 11, follow the 80-20 rule or like the 90-10 rule or pick the percentage that you feel is going to lead you to be successful. Um, so if you can follow your plan 80 or 90% of the time, whatever it is, I think you're going to see the unwanted uh, weight, uh, the unnecessary fat kind of melt off your body. But if you find yourself, you know, breaking the rules or going off of quote unquote your plan or your lifestyle, if you will, um, the chances of you failing are going to increase significantly because the key is finding a, a balance and a system for you, for your lifestyle, for your goals. In order for you guys to consistently, you know, be leaner and keep the fat off and lose the fat, you need to develop like some good hardcore habits. You need to have a certain level of discipline um, in what you're doing. And the only way to develop like good habits is to have like a good plan in place. And you have to make a commitment that's non-negotiable with yourself. Like you're going to sign a contract with yourself. We're in our 47 day transformation right now on the app. They're on day number 19. And a lot of people have been great all 19 days. Not perfect because they don't need to be because we already talked about imperfect people in perfect world, but they've been great. And there's some people who are fucking up. And there's some people, I got a guy messaging me today. He's like, Hey man, we sent out an email to, to this group privately, uh, typically once a week, we check in with the entire group. We post in the private Facebook group every single day. I answer the questions in the app, but I do like to send kind of a, a checklist each week just to see what's going on and give some words of encouragement. But I had a guy message me that, um, he hadn't started yet. He bought it. It's day 19. Life happened. Shit came up. I totally understand. And, uh, he hasn't started yet. So he needs to re-sign that contract today with himself and make it non-negotiable. Like, hey, man, this is what I'm fucking doing from here on out. The first 19 days didn't work out, but here we go. We already talked about it. I'm not going to beat myself up over what happened, you know, last week. This is what the fuck I'm doing now and get with it. So you have to make a commitment, you guys. And there is so much freedom in the discipline if you can do that. You need to do some simple things. Maybe map out your meals for, say... I don't know, two, two or three days at first. If a week seems super daunting, just start with two or three days and follow those two or three days with no deviations. You committed to eating two, three times a day for two or three days. And here's the meals we're going to eat. Map that shit out the night before if, you, if you're really struggling, but have have a plan 
before you just wake up in the morning and be like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't just walk into the grocery store and be like, well, I don't know what I'm going to buy right now. I pretty much know exactly what's going in the cart before I head out the door. Before I even walk in, I'm like, this is what I'm here to grab. I'm going to grab it. And I'm going to go. I don't just wander around the aisles because I would wander into Pop-Tarts and, you know, Tombstone pizzas and uh, Cheetos and God knows what else shit my 12-year-old brain would want to grab as I'm hungry there. So map out your food for a couple of days with no deviations. Commit to doing mobility for five minutes, just three days in a row. Commit to walking at least 10,000 steps one day a week. You know, commit to getting up for your 6 a.m. workout on Monday and Wednesday. Start right there and see where it goes. Like those are just a few samples of like what you can do. But what I want everybody to do is find the smallest amount you can commit to and start from there and let that grow over time. Let that cascade and snowball into bigger and better, more refined habits. And again, as you stumble and as you fail and as you have some mistakes along the way, just make the adjustments. And if you follow that every day for two, three days, and you can build that into two, three weeks, that's going to make it so much easier for those good habits to stick around. Not only is it going to be easier, but it's going to become part of your daily plan and simply just a part of your life. And you're just going to become an early riser. You'll become a a 6 a.m. person. That's how we talk about people here. Uh, When do they come? Uh, They're a 6 a.m. person. They're a 5.15 person. They're a 9.15 person. I'm not talking shit either way. Like it doesn't matter when you come work out. It's whenever, you know, you're going to be the most successful. And uh, we got people who come at 9.15 and crush it. We got people who come at 5.15 p.m. and crush it. And we got people who come at 6 a.m. and will bullshit it. But for the most part, the early risers, they're here for a reason. They're not fucking around. They're here to do what they got to do. And so if you can do it for a couple of weeks, you just become an early riser, man. You become a 6 a.m. person. You become a fitness person. You become a person who works out consistently. You become a person who eats healthy. You become a person who does mobility and values it. Um, if I give you a tip, man, I'd say get get with a coach. Get with a community, whether it be in person or online or both. And get some goals, man. And get some people around you to hold you accountable. Trust me, guys. All the fittest, successful people I know, they do this. It's rare to find somebody, you know, without a great coach and a team and a community around them that does amazing. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but for most of us, you know, when you train with savages, like you become a savage, right? Like when you surround yourself with people who work their fucking ass off, you tend to work your ass off. And I would urge all of you, if you want to be great and and really make this sustainable, find a coach, find a team, find a community what if you're in Scottsdale, like a Jeremy Scott Fitness, or if it's you know on the internet, like if it's in our app, uh, if, it, if it's in our private Facebook group with all of us, super cool. Or if it's where at you're at locally, or you're in your favorite fitness person who gives a shit about you, 
be with them and be there and be in the community and surround yourself with other people who are working hard. Will it be as easy as the title says here? You know, simple rules uh, for fat loss. Fuck no, dude. It's hard. It's hard to do this. Um, It's not hard to do it for a day. It's not that hard to do it for a week. It's hard to do it for decades for sure. Um, Because it's a game that you're going to have to play. um, Because you're always going to have to eat. And it's a game you're going to have to win. um, More often than not. Until you until you drop dead, you know. But what's the alternative, right? Like, don't do it. Like, we all know where that ends, you know. If you don't do mobility, if you don't exercise, if you don't eat right, and you keep eating and drinking like shit, and not moving around, you're not going to look better. You're not going to move better. You're not going to feel better. You have to do something, and it's got to align with your goals and how much time you're willing to commit to doing this, and how much you really care about it. And while it ain't easy, you know. The bright side is, is that you guys are in control. And I'm going to leave you with this before we go. And I've talked about this before on here, about being the CEO of your own life. Um, and your health and fitness is no different. To me, it's the one thing you probably have the most control over. Obviously, there's certain things that happen to us then that we can't control in terms of, you know, diagnoses and diseases and, and different, you know, uh, conditions and genetics and all that stuff but for the most part this is what we can control in the world i can't control the economy i can't control who's in office i can't control what people think of me i can't control you know a lot of other things in the world the weather you name it Uh, but i can control this and so can you you guys are the ceo of your life in every arena and facet, for better or for worse. You're the technician in your life, you're the manager, you're the accountant, you're the VP, you're the CFO, and ultimately you're the CEO of every fucking thing that goes on. You're the CEO of how you eat, and you're responsible for the things that you put in your body each and every day. You're the CEO of your fitness, and only you decide to work out or skip the training sessions. You decide to work 100%, and you decide to kind of half-ass it. Same thing goes for your money, right? You're the CEO of your bank account. You're the CEO of your finances. You're the CEO of your attitude. You decide to wake up in a good mood and you decide to take things in stride or you decide to see things glass half full or glass half empty. Nobody but you. You guys are the CEO of every single situation, every problem, every event, you know, that you're going to encounter in life. You might not be able to control, like, control what happens to you. But you can control how you react to those situations. And you can make excuses or you can have results, but you sure as fuck can't have both. And the point I'm driving at is you got to establish that you're the boss. And you are in complete control of all these things. So in 2023, I want everybody here to have improved the quality of their health. If you're talking other areas of your life, I'd hope you guys have an improved, you know, financial status. Um, I hope you like what you're doing for work. I hope you can improve your relationships with your friends and family and loved ones. I hope you improve your eating habits. I hope you improve your overall attitude. And, you know, I think if you can do that, you're going to improve the lives of other people around you consistently day after day after day. And it's tough 
when you start and stop, especially on this journey, because for a lot of people, and it's because of what I do, we see them do great in so many other areas of their life. Um, they're great with their kids. They're great in their career. Uh, they have an awesome you know, system and, and their lifestyle is kind of humming along, but they just can't get a grip on their physical health. And I do think as great as the other areas of their life are, they would be drastically enhanced if they could just be a little bit fitter. And what I mean by that is a little bit stronger, a little bit more mobile, a little bit more flexible. Uh, and they ate a little bit better and they drank a little bit less and they got a little bit better quality of sleep. Everything else in their life would run on a different cylinder. So I'll leave you guys with this. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and you got to save your own life because no one's going to save it for you. Um, I've lived by that for a long period of time. You know, I got awesome people in my life, but there is no uh, golden parachute. There's nobody who's going to catch me if I fuck up. Um, So this is it, man. And, uh, you know, no amount of money and no amount of fame or anything, you know, can get this for you. You have to actually get up and earn it each and every day. And you got 86,400 seconds each day, you guys. And the time is ticking away. Second by second, day after day. And if you're like me, it seems like it's going faster now than it's ever been before. So I just implore you to not waste another second of life, you know, blaming somebody else for your issues and problems and situations. You're in the driver's seat. You're in control of your future. You're in control of your health. If you have some goals, if you have some dreams, you need to go out and make them happen. You have the power to do more than you can even imagine is possible, especially when it comes with your physical body. I know that. I see so many people here only put it into second gear and I know they got more gears. You just got to give a fuck, man. You got to value it like it's the most important thing that you own because it truly is but you have to decide what kind of life you want and how healthy and happy you truly want to be. So hopefully um, that helps some of you guys and it gave you some worthwhile tips along the way. Fat loss rules made easy. Again, fat loss is easy once you realize how hard it is, but if you really strip it down, it's just finding a really basic system that you can follow that doesn't take over your life, but this that really fits into your life. It's why... I do a lot of the things I do because this matters to me. Obviously, it's my life's work, and I believe it's kind of like my calling, if you will. Um, But I try to eliminate a lot of unnecessary decisions in my life so I can be successful because most of you are much, much smarter than me. So I truly do get decision fatigue in my life. And so I typically um, just wear the same things to work every day. Uh, I eat the same foods. I get up and I go to bed at the same time and uh, I kind of have my, you know, robot-like routines, but it allows me to be successful because I'm not wasting time trying to make 18 different decisions and, and make it perfect and make it always sexy. Sometimes the easiest and quickest, uh, simplest, simplest path to success is just doing the basics. And if it comes to your fat loss, you guys, moving your body every single day, protein, produce, and water, wash, rinse, repeat, getting your steps in, not stressing about all the stupid shit that goes on in the world is your easiest way to get there. So hopefully this helped you guys. If you have questions for me, obviously just hit me up and ask. Again, if you guys want to join me in the Jeremy Scott Fitness app, you can try a week for free 
All my stuff is in there, full programs to follow. I answer every question you guys ask, and it is me. It's not a, a bot, it's not somebody from our team. If you're talking to somebody in the app, you are talking to me directly. I can always promise you that because nobody else has access but me to that bad boy. So um, join me in there. Again, if you guys want the free samples, hit me up. I thank you guys as always. we got a ton of guests coming on the podcast in February here. Uh, my boy Delo's coming on. I got uh, Igor and Irana coming on. I think we got uh, Dr. Russ coming on here. I got a ton of people. It's going to be an awesome month. So I'm excited, but I wanted to get you guys this one solo. I have another one on Brutal Business Truths too. I'm going to drop, but I'm tired. I still got to go deadlift and do split squats. So it's like, fuck, man. But uh, here we are. Blessed to be able to do it. I'm going to spend the next 20 minutes talking myself into working out like many of you have to, but you can bet your ass I'm going to get it fucking done because it matters to me. So Thank you guys as always. If you're on Apple Podcasts, drop it a five-star, leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. If you're on Spotify, drop us a five-star there as well. If you guys love what we do here and you've never left a Google review, the link is going to be in the show notes. Drop us a Google review. It helps our business out a ton. We truly do appreciate you guys for doing that. And if you watch on YouTube, thank you guys as always. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, Keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.